This is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. Heading guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! Hey, Heather! Hey, Heather! And Hillsborough, Chaco Valley are the state champions. Can you believe it? Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Vikings headed to the north end zone. It's second and goal from the six-yard line. Lingen back to throw. Fade route, left side, end zone. Benson, got it! Touchdown, Vikings! They're looking for the deep ball down the middle. One-handed grab! Oh, it's Little who plays big for a 35-yard touchdown! This is Prep Spotlight. Y'all ready for this? And a good Wednesday evening following the UND Coaches Show Prep Spotlight. Chase Miller, Brad Anderson with you again as well. This is our last show before we enter the month of October, and that's when things really get geared up here up and down the Red River Valley for high school athletics. And, uh, Brad, we got a couple of good games coming up here this weekend on our own properties. I know we'll get to some high school volleyball. State golf is around the corner in the state of North Dakota. But where would you like to lead off with the show here on this Wednesday evening, Brad? Oh, boy. Well, we're kind of getting to about the halfway point for most football anyway. Nine man got the head start, so they actually start playoffs here in less than three weeks, uh, at least for the first John games. But I would say you've got the game of the week on Friday night out uh, out at the Community Bowl, and we'll see if Shanley can uh, finally uh, take care of St. Mary's. They've been able, they've had so much success in you know, the last few years in 2A, but that's the one nut they haven't been able to crack yet is, uh, is St. Mary's, and that's just one of... Uh, Many, uh, many entertaining games here that's coming up uh, this weekend. And Shanley and St. Mary's just to show their dominance in Class 2A over the last eight years when they moved down from 3A to 2A. Shanley or St. Mary's has been in the title game every year for the past eight years. Six out of the eight times Shanley or St. Mary's has won it. Ironically, they've only matched up one time in the championship game. But St. Mary's, 6-0 edge since 2013 against Fargo Shanley. They've been close games but St. Mary's has the advantage over Shanley. Can Troy Matherin in his first year as the head coach of Fargo Shanley get off, uh, you know, Dan Schmeeker's, I don't know if you want to call it a curse or, or whatever's <laughs> going on for the Deacons, but Fargo Shanley, number two in state against number one, Bismarck St. Mary's, that should be a fun one on Friday night. Yeah, they've, uh, they've all passed the test. St. Mary's obviously got pushed probably for the first time here with that, that game in Jamestown last week, mm-hmm. a 17-10 game. Shanley still has... Uh, they got some tough ones yet on the schedule. They've got Devils Lake to end the year, and yeah, that's been. It's interesting that you you, you think about that. That it's been there've been a lot of close games. I think there was there was an overtime game in the mix, and there's been a lot of uh, one score games. Even the the time they met on the state championship a few years back it was a two score you know two score a two touchdown win, but you know that was a one score game until late as well. And I, I'd imagine that this isn't going to be any different. You know, it, it's been. Great to see for the Deacons that, you know, with Kuhneman going down with the collarbone injury, Busick has stepped in and basically moved in from running back. It looks great. I mean, he throws a nice ball. Of course, he's got some great targets to, to pick from mm-hmm. as well with uh, with Cava and, and the the rest of the crew there. But um, And we'll see how they how they handle. I mean, St. Mary's is power football. They just they just come at you and just pound at you for four quarters. We'll have that game for you right here on 740 The Fan on Friday night. 7 o'clock is the opening kick on our brother station, 104.7 Duke FM. Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page at Richland for nine-man region one football seven o'clock kick. Brad Anderson will have the call for you on that one. Coming up here on Prep Spotlight, Brady Schwab will be joining us around the quarter. Thompson Tommy 
head football coach, and also Josh Nordic. Hey, how about Rod? Say 4 0 in the season. We'll have an opportunity to sit down with both those coaches. But Brad from football, let's digress a little bit here. State golf is right around the corner in the state of North Dakota and Grand Forks on Monday and Tuesday. Also some volleyball races. Hey, we're starting to see the we're starting to see the volleyball race in the EDC. It's getting closer and closer, and there's a lot of good teams this year. It's not just one dog that you got to worry about in EDC volleyball. Yeah, you basically have your top six right now, anywhere from eight and one in the EDC to eight and four, and, and things really got jumbled up last night with North beating Valley City. That was a two point game. Beat them in five. Devils Lake defeats Shanley. That mm-hmm. kind of throws a little monkey wrench into things, and you've got some good matches coming up here in the next week or so. And Valley City and West Fargo. Uh, play tomorrow night. You know, the WDA, it's the same thing as well. Jamestown's 5-0, and 16-1 overall, and you got Century and Legacy and Mandan in the mix. Region 1, Northern Cass and Lisbon went 5 last night, so the Jags are the only unbeaten left in Region 1. Lisbon and Richland and Central Cass are in the mix, and you got Thompson, Mayport, CG, Parker, Ford, Mill, Lincoln, and Region 2. Um, you know, and they you're going to get, especially in Class B, you're going to get eight solid teams. One and two are pretty wide open. There are some regions where you can say this team's a favorite. Like you could say Lamore is probably the favorite in Region 3 to try and win it, win the state again. Uh, Langdon in Region 4, maybe a team like Center Stanton in Region 5. But, uh, you know, Class A, that's Fruit Basket upset, man. There, there could be possibility of five or six teams that have a chance out of each region to go to state. And we'll see what happens coming up again in girls golf that starts up on Monday at Kingswalk in uh, Grand Forks as Grand Forks Red River took the uh, team title in the EDC West Fargo Shan Fargo Shanley right behind them alongside with Fargo Davies Fargo South and Wapiton those are the six schools from the eastern side to, to qualify for Class A in terms of the state tournament. But we're going to take a quick timeout. We come back after this. We're going to talk a little nine-man Thompson Tommy football with Brady Schwab, a head coach for Thompson. Then later on in the show, Josh Nordic. Hey, Rotsey, we mentioned it earlier, undefeated on the season. We'll talk with a Josh coming up. You're listening to Prep Spotlight as Brady Schwab joins us next on 740 The Fan. It's Prep Spotlight here on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com as we continue here on this Wednesday evening. Chase Miller, Brad Anderson with you, and let's go right to our Matt's Automotive Service Center fan line. With us is the head coach for the Thompson Tommies. That's Brady Schwab. And, um, Coach, so far on this season, I know it's been a, a little bit of every year you go through some new guys after a state title run. You have, obviously, the big X on your on your shoulder pads with everyone's best shot. But let's talk about the first um, you know, six games of the year. You lose to Cavalier, but you've rallied off five straight in a very tough region one um this year coach and how would you assess your your team so far through six games would you say brady yeah you know it's it's been uh a different year of course we had a number of guys that started for us you know the past two or three years that, that uh graduated and did some real good things for our program and and it took us a little bit i think to get going and understand uh you know kind of the speed of the game moving from jv to varsity and and, uh, you know, being that guy that's playing in the first quarter instead of the fourth quarter, and, and I've been real real happy with how our guys have progressed. Obviously, we're still, you know, still trying to work out some things and, and you know, get twos lined up. And, and, of course, you lose some guys to injuries and things like that. But, you know, they come in every day, and, and uh, they're ready to go to work, and, and they're just a, a real fun group to work with. And, um, you know, to this point, I guess I've been, I've been happy with our season. I I wish we were, you know, doing some things a little bit better this time of year, but, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of coaches that can say the same thing. How much did that loss to Cavalier, I mean, it was the first game of the year and you lost to a very good team. They haven't lost yet and they've been number one in the state, but uh, how much did that just kind of maybe kind of just tell the guys, everybody's gunning for us and uh, basically how 
how different was it? I mean, after that first loss, did you have to try and retool, regroup? Well, you know, I think it was uh, a little bit to start that game was a little bit of deer in the headlights for some of our guys. And anytime you're, anytime you head up to Cavalier, obviously it's a little bit of a snake's den, and and uh, you know you can't can't prepare for that, you know, when you're practicing at home. But as the game went, we did some real real nice things that week, and you know, and as as always, you try to pick out some things that you did well, and and then you try to pick out some things that you need to work on, and. And, uh, you know, the one thing, the one takeaway from that game that we've tried to build on the whole year is that, you know, we competed for, you know, four quarters. And it doesn't mean that you're going to win every game, and it doesn't mean you're always going to be successful. But it's it's a pretty good life lesson that football teaches us, that if you can uh, stick in there for four quarters, there's usually usually going to be some good things that happen in the end. You guys got a non-region game, which might serve as a test for the postseason with North Prairie coming up. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And it's also another road game against a very good perennial power in nine-man football with North Prairie. But for your team this year, Brady, uh, how has the senior leadership been? Some of the guys from last year's team that maybe jump out um, starts off with, a you know, Caden Schwabe, a junior. There's a number of guys in the senior class that have played well. So how would you say the older guys have played to this point for you, Brady? You're exactly right that we've had some kids step up into that leadership role. You know, our, our four captains this year are uh, Cole Sorby, Trey Larimer, uh, Jacob Thompson, and Ryan Williams. And they're just, you know, they're four just uh, real, real good kids that they come in every day. They're in the weight room doing their thing, and they're they're leading guys, and they're organizing, you know, things for, for guys to do together. And, and leadership that way has been phenomenal. The one kind of thing we've been talking to those guys about is you know making sure that we're not forgetting about the little things that you know we're still uh, uh, you know taking care of the football stuff, but we're we're acting the right way in public and all that. And these guys are are real good with that. I, I've been real happy with our senior class. You know they're they're a different senior class than we had the last uh, couple years. They're they're not quite as big. They're not quite as big in numbers, but uh, they are definitely a group that that likes to come out here and go to work. And and uh, you know they've been real pleasure to work with. And a talented junior class there as well uh, with uh, with Nick Rack over 1,000 yards, five 100-yard games, Marcus Hughes, uh, Overby. I mean, it, uh, you can go right on down the line, and that uh, that junior class has been a big factor in, uh, in your in your good start. Absolutely. And, and you know, we've got Josh Sem, who's, who's been starting on the line for us in that class too, and Adam Ackerman, who starts on the defensive side of the ball for us. And, you know, some of those names that, that you know, might not be household names like we've had in the past, but uh, you know, they're, they're a class. And, and the one thing about both this junior and senior class that we like to uh, pride ourselves on, I think, is, is that most of these kids are, are three, three sport athletes. You know, some of them are two sport athletes. We don't, we don't have a kid out here that's a one sport guy. So, you know, in small schools, that's, that's uh, you know, really cool to have that. And these guys do that. And, you know, you hear some of those names that you mentioned uh, in other sports having a lot of success too. So I don't, I don't know if it's anything that I'm doing or we're doing on the football side, but uh, definitely a lot of good parenting and, and kids putting in a lot of fun. Hey, Coach for the Thompson Tommies, Brady Schwab with us here on Prep Spotlight. And you mentioned the three sport athletes. How big of that do you think, Brady, is that in today's day and age where we've heard specialized? Now we're maybe going more into, you know, being a multi-sport, but you mentioned it with your guys. How big do you think that plays, not just, you know, in terms of the game of football, but just, you know, the game of life that a lot of these guys are used to not getting home till maybe six thirty, seven o'clock because they got practice and then they got homework and they do it all over again? I think it's a big thing. I think, you know, anytime kids have an opportunity to be involved in things and, 
in the small school they have that opportunity I, I think they're missing out if they don't participate and, and not every one of these kids that's a three sport kid is going to be a star in all their sports so I think it I think it teaches some humility in the in the sports that they're not it teaches them to be a role player and you know and, and later on down in the game of life most importantly you know they learn how to be a leader and be a father and those types of things but they also learn how to be a a contributor on a team and and uh, those of us that are married and parents we understand how that works and people that are involved in different you know lines of lines of work are are having to be teammates and all those types of things so i think all those things every football coach or every coach can talk about but you know the real cool thing for our kids is they have that opportunity to participate in two or three sports and and we we really pride ourselves on giving kids you know, the chance to make sure that they get to participate in those sports. And, and uh, you know, we don't try to monopolize on them too much in the off season, and, and we like to support them in their other activities too. It's been an unusual season. You've had, uh, like a lot of teams up in that, you know, kind of the Northern Valley, Northeastern corner, you've had games delayed. You had to move a game from Hope to, to Thompson. It's just been, Mother Nature's been playing tricks on you guys. You know, everybody knows about the, uh, the lightning delays and we had that one game we we kicked off you know we moved it from hope to thompson and kicked off at 10 15 and now we're adding a north prairie game that was supposed to be a bye week and and everybody knows about that but you know two pra- two weeks ago we had tuesday practice rain and lightning doubt so we had to had to make some things happen on a wednesday and a thursday to get our practice time in football is such a uh, structured practice and your week is very similar week to week. It's, it's kind of refreshing to have, you know, some curveballs thrown in there. I, I'm, I'm good with as many as we've had. We don't need any more, but uh, you know, it's, it's kind of been a, uh, it's kind of been an interesting year to say the least. Last thing I hear for you, Brady, before you let you go, we can't deny it. You've played a very tough schedule. You already mentioned about, you know, Cavalier playing in a very competitive top to bottom region one and nine man football. Now you're going up against North Prairie. You have Weimar Lidgewood around the corner. Talk about what these last couple of games with North Prairie and Weimar Lidgewood can, can do to this football team before playoffs around the corner. It's kind of one of those uh, uh, opportunities you don't get very often. If, if people think back to uh, Richland a couple of years ago when they went on their playoff run, and I think they beat you know the top four teams in the state on the way to winning their state championship. You know when you match up against quality opponents, I, I just don't see any way that it's going to hurt you. You know you're you're uh, you have the opportunity for kids to match up against kids that are are just as excited to match up against them and. And, uh, you know, like you said, our Region 1 schedule has, has been kind of a snapper all year. And it's just fun going to Friday night and, and knowing that every game is going to be just a, a dogfight and, you know, a battle. And at the end, knowing that, you know, you're just walking away as high school kids that, that had a real good experience. It's a fun, fun type of deal. It's a fun season. You know, we're, we're excited to go up to North Prairie. It's a little bit of a trek, but... Uh, you know, and then we get to flip the page down to Weinmere and back into region play. So we know we know we've got our hands full the next two weeks for sure. And you know, I think we're going into both of those games as under, games as underdogs, and, and that's always a fun uh, always a fun uh, you know challenge too. So hopefully our kids are up for it. I, I think they are. Uh, you know, hopefully we can stay healthy. We got a couple kids out this week, but you know that's that's how it goes. We gotta we gotta get other guys prepared, and it should be a, should be a fun next few weeks here. Brady Schwab's the head coach of the uh, Thompson Tommies. Yeah, up to uh, up to Rolla, a long trip to face North Prairie Friday, and then they'll end the regular season on the 6th against uh, Winemere Lidgerwood. Coach, appreciate it, and uh, best of luck rest of the way. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys.
Thompson head football coach Brady Schwab will ho- uh, head over to the Minnesota side of the river in a great story. The uh, Ross St. Tigers off to a 4-0 start, and they've got a big game coming up at Verndale on Friday. Coming up next on Prep Spotlight, we'll visit with the head coach of the Ross St. Tigers, Josh Nordic. Back at Prep Spotlight as we head over to the Minnesota side of the river, and uh, one of the good stories uh, on that side of the river in nine-man football is uh, the Rothsay Tigers, a program that has uh, struggled in recent years, off to a 4-0 and start, and they've got a big game coming up on uh, Friday. And the head coach, uh, Josh Nordic, joins us, and got to be a lot of fun for you guys. You've gone through some some rough seasons here in recent years, and uh, it's all come together here nicely. You played uh, very well. Let's talk about your 4-0 start first very exciting for us the kids and the whole community you know we put a lot of uh, money bringing the program back to Rothsay to be on their own and it was tough for a couple of years so it's kind of nice to have the early success how many years has it been since you uh has been close to close to 10 years since uh, you guys decided to go back on your own yeah this is the eighth year of varsity program since we've been back did uh, were expectations coming into this year did you feel like you could you could get to this point at 4-0 or what was that what was the feeling in fall camp started I did, but I don't know how many people really believe me when I told them we'd start with 4-0. But um, looking at the schedule, I knew we matched up pretty well against teams. There was a couple uh, teams that I thought would be pretty tough that we were able to get by. And so it's been a good start, but I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the future and uh, what we got going on here. Yeah, you had a high-scoring game uh, a couple of weeks back with uh, with Hancock, kind of a back-and-forth game and, and a typical nine-man football at its best. Yeah, that was a that was a definitely a nerve wracking game. You know, a break here or there by either team, and that's a twenty point swing. It seemed like when everybody scored every possession they had. So we were lucky to get a couple turnovers, and that was the difference of the game. Uh, the, the the guy that's getting a lot of attention is uh, your running back Wyatt Curtis, and he got some attention last year. I believe he had a four hundred yard running game, but uh, he has put up uh, put up some big numbers for you. Obviously, he's not been uh, the only guy that's helped out, but uh, let's uh, let's focus on him here for for the time being uh, what kind of runner is he uh, you know I guess talk about him as just a really a football player both as a running back and on the defensive end yeah, I mean he's a pretty special player he learns how to read his blocks very very well and we put in a little system for him to just kind of flow one way and take his own hole and he can do that with explosiveness and that's probably the difference between him and uh, some of the other guys we have is his first step is just that much quicker and when he reads it right he's tough to bring down and it's just the fact too, if he if he gets through, especially in nine man football, with uh, with you know two less guys out there and a lot of field to work with, all you really that's really what he needs to do is just kind of get through that that first wave and find that hole and hit it. Yeah, and you know, and him as a you know freshman sophomore, we knew he had potential, but he didn't have that get up, get away speed yet. And then he really worked hard, you know, being in the weight room and going to camps and really trying to get on that uh, first couple steps, and it's made a pretty big difference. Josh Nordic, head coach of the Rossi Tigers, joining us here in Prep Spotlight as the Tigers off to a 4-0 and start. He's certainly not the the only guy that carries the ball for you. Talk about uh, some of the other uh, guys that have uh, had a produce for you. No, we always try to bring that team philosophy, and every person on the team, whether it be the guys shouting on the sideline or you know the center or one of the other running backs, everyone's got a job. And uh, with my running backs, it's kind of nice because each of the four that get a lot of carries has kind of a unique style of running so we kind of make it mix it up and then that you know throws them off a little bit when we do bring it back to Curtis and they're not ready for that speed anymore how many guys you got out in the in the program this year 
Um, our number is 20 right now. Oh, 20. So, so you... nine, yeah, 9 through 12. Okay. So, you, uh, so I imagine you got a lot of guys going uh, two ways then. Yes. Uh, pretty much everybody. We got probably about four or five guys that uh, don't get much varsity time being just too young or mm-hmm. inexperienced. But uh, most of our guys go both ways, especially all four of those running backs play all four positions on the defense as linebackers and things like that. So. We get pretty tired throughout the game. Yeah, I bet. Well, uh, last Friday had that game, an afternoon game down at uh, down at uh, Wheaton Herman Norcross, and uh, you know the weather's been just kind of real herky jerky here some Fridays. But uh, I know that uh, that heat had to had to wear on the guys a little bit. Oh yeah, we get to the second quarter, and we were pretty uh, tired. I was kind of really hoping we'd get into halftime uh, real soon, so um, we could give them a little bit of break, but. Our coaching staff did a really good job cycling guys in and trying to keep them as fresh as possible. And we practice some of this stuff. We practice in the heat. And if we practice hard all year long, then we don't have those heat-related things like cramping and stuff like that because our body's used to practicing hard. That's a big part of us. We don't have to have guys off on the sideline taking care of cramps. Uh, big game here with Verndale. They've been a, they've been a nine-man power for as long as I think we both can remember here, and uh, a real I guess say a real big test, and comes at a, probably a great time for you guys on Friday. Yeah, you know when you think about building the program up, one of the teams you look at is Verndale. You know, and the other one is probably Stephen Argyle with all their success. And you know, what do you want your program to be like? And uh, when I took over as head coach, Verndale was kind of the one we wanted to emulate quite a bit. You know, they run the program; they run a really good program they have a nice coach who's been there a long time and they they know what they're doing they're very disciplined yep mike malin a longtime coach there has had a lot of a lot of success uh your section as well you don't see a lot of uh, your section opponents during the regular season with that district scheduling it's kind of one of the quirks but uh section 6a of course has wabin who's been down uh, down to the twin cities for playoff runs and norman county east Eulen hit it all and uh, it's it's going to be a meat grinder once the playoffs get going yeah well i mean we're almost in playoff mode Right now, I mean, sure. you look at our district, and we got four of probably the top ten teams, you know, maybe even in the state uh, here, and that we got to finish off with. And then all of a sudden, you realize we got to go back up to section six, and then there's Robin and Nevis and Ewan Hitter, all Norman County East waiting for us. So it doesn't get any easier. No, no question about that. Josh Nordick, head coach of the uh, Rossi Tigers, off to a four and zero start, led by their uh, standout tailback Wyatt uh, Wyatt Curtis, but definitely a lot of help there as well. Big game with Verndale, uh, Verndale coming up on uh, Friday night. Coach, appreciate the time and uh, glad to glad to see you guys off to a good start and best of luck here the rest of the way. All right, thank you. It's Josh Nordick, head coach of the Rossi Tigers, off to a four and zero start, and that uh, section's going to be awfully tough when they get into postseason play with uh, Section Six A. Uh, a couple of other games on the Minnesota side before we uh, call it a show. Wilmer at Moorhead, that'll be a good one on Friday night. Both teams just one loss. 6.30 kickoff at Jim Goda Stadium. Fergus Falls at Perm. The Yellow Jackets still unbeaten. See if DGF can rebound there at Park Rapids on Friday. And Hawley is down in Breckenridge. Big game Friday night here at 7.40. The fans, Shanley at St. Mary's. One versus two in AA football in North Dakota. Chase will have the call on that one. 7 o'clock on the kickoff. Pre-game will be about 6.45 here on the fan. Nine-man action on 104.7 Duke FM. Finley, Sharon, Holt, Page at Richland down in Colfax. I'll have the call for you on that one with pre-game around 6.45. For Chase Miller, I'm Brad Anderson. That's Prep Spotlight. We'll do it again next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here on 740 The Fan.